Do you want to maximize your success with NCUA? Join Mark Trichel as he shares with you the insider's view on passing your exam with Flying Colors. The With Flying Colors podcast is sponsored by Credit Union Exam Solutions by Mark Trichel. If you would like to work directly with the Credit Union Exam Solutions team and receive support to optimize your results with NCUA so you save time and money, visit us at marktrichel.com to find out more. Hey, Mark Trichel here with Flying Colors. Welcome back. And today I have a update from the NCUA board meeting on July 21st, where NCUA proposed a rule called the Cyber Incident Notification Requirement for Federally Insured Credit Unions. And this is one of three items on the board agenda in July. And I've done podcasts on each where I will take some statements from board members and or staff and provide commentary along with that. And here we go. Chairman Todd Harper. Our proposed rule, part 748, cyber incident notification requirements. Staff presenting, Yvonne Eploni, Associate Director, Office of Examination and Insurance. Christina Sari, Information Systems Officer, Office of Examination and Insurance. And Ian Moreno, Associate General Counsel, Office of General Counsel. Yvonne, Christina, Ian, please begin. Good morning, Chairman Harper, Vice Chairman Hoffman, and Board Memberhood. This is Yvonne Apolloni. We are here to present for the Board's approval a notice of proposed rulemaking on cyber incident notification requirements for federally insured credit unions. Before we discuss the specifics of this proposed rule, I'd like to put some background and context for why we're proposing this rule. The cybersecurity of the nation's federally insured credit unions has been and continues to be a top priority for the NCUA. According to the FBI's 2021 Internet Crime Report, cyber attacks reported to federal law enforcement agencies has increased in frequency and severity in recent years. Additionally, according to the same report, the financial services sector is one of the top U.S. critical infrastructure sectors that is repeatedly targeted by ransomware attacks. Bad actors may also use cyber attacks to deploy and use destructive malware and other malicious software to target weaknesses in computers and networks of federally insured credit unions. Some cyber attacks have the potential to alter, delete, or otherwise render a credit union's data and systems unusable. Depending on the scope of the cyber incident, a credit union's data and system backups may also be affected, which can severely affect the ability of the credit union to recover operations and serve its members. These cyber attacks are typically deployed with malicious intent. In November 2021, the Office of the Comptroller of Concern Currency, the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation issued a final rule requiring their banking organizations to report certain computer security incidents to their primary regulator no later than 36 hours after determining a notification incident has occurred. In March of this year, Congress enacted the Cyber Incident Reporting or Critical Infrastructure Act of 2022. This act requires the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, also known as CISA, to publish a final rule by September 2025 that will require covered entities, which will be defined in that rule to report certain cyber incidents to CISA 
not later than 72 hours after their occurrence. The financial services sector, which credit unions are part of, is considered a U.S. critical infrastructure sector. In determining whether the NCAA should issue its own cyber incident notification rule, staff considered several factors, including the increased number of incidents, the severity of those incidents, reporting requirements of other regulatory agencies, whether the information that we would be provided under the proposed rule could be attained through existing reporting standards, and what reporting timeframes are reasonable for credit unions. Currently, federally insured credit unions may be required to report certain instances of disruptive cyber events and cyber crimes by filing suspicious activity reports with the U.S. Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network no later than 30 calendar days after the detection. In addition, federally insured credit unions should notify the appropriate NCAA regional director as soon as possible when they become aware of an incident involving unauthorized access to or use of sensitive member information. Federally insured credit unions are also required to notify the NCUA within five business days of any catastrophic act that occurs at their office or offices. And a catastrophic act is defined as a disaster, natural or otherwise, resulting in physical destruction or damage to the credit union or causing an interruption in the vital member services. As you can see, these reporting requirements are widely varied. While some of these reporting provisions can provide the NCUA with valuable insight for some cyber-related events and information security compromises, they do not provide the agency with sufficient timely information about every substantial cyber incident that would be captured in this new reporting requirement. Okay, so I'm pausing there. So NCUA is catching up with the other banking regulators. NCOA is catching up with some laws that will go into effect in 25 and 26. And NCOA is going to be getting the information much quicker. But as we'll hear here shortly, the quickness and the speed in which credit unions are going to need to provide the information is actually more reasonable than what other financial institutions in the U.S. have to comply with. Here's staff again. Some cyber incidents may be the result of non-malicious failure of hardware or software, personnel errors, and other causes, which could also severely disrupt a credit union's ability to conduct business operations. Given the frequency and severity of cyber incidents within the financial services industry, it is important that the NCUA be notified of cyber incidents that disrupt a federally insured credit union's operations, lead to unauthorized access to sensitive data, or disrupt members' access to accounts or services. Therefore, the NCUA believes this proposed rule is necessary because the current reporting requirements, while they could be related to cyber incidents in some instances, are neither designed nor intended to provide timely information to the NCUA about such incidents. Where appropriate, the proposed rule mirrors the Cyber Incident Reporting Act 2022. In short, the proposed rule will, will require a federally insured credit union that experiences a reportable cyber incident to report the incident as soon as possible, but not later than 72 hours after the credit union reasonably believes that it has experienced a reportable cyber incident. This notification would give the NCUA timely information of emerging threats to individually federally insured credit unions and potentially to the broader financial system. Thank you, and I will now turn the presentation over to Christina Sari, who will explain what a cyber incident is 
when a cyber incident rises to the level of being a reportable incident. Following Christina, Ian Morenin will briefly highlight the basic information proposed to be reported, how this information will inform the NCUA, and our our analysis on the burden and impact of the reporting to, to credit unions. Okay, to summarize, due to the increased frequency and severity of cyber attacks on the financial institution sector, the NCUA board is proposing to require federally insured credit unions to notify the NCUA as soon as possible, but no later than 72 hours after they reasonably believe that a reportable cyber incident has occurred. This notification requirement provides an early alert to NCUA to NCUA and does not require credit unions to provide a full incident assessment to NCUA within the 72-hour time frame. By the way, banks have to do this, I believe, within 36 hours, which they'll discuss here shortly. And of course, there's a lot of wiggle words here like reasonably believe. At what point in time do you reasonably believe that you have a reportable incident are the key operative words here. And I believe NCUA might explain that a bit here. Good morning, Chairman Harper, Vice, Vice Chairman Hoffman, and Board Member Hood. This is Christina Sari. Um, as Yvonne mentioned, the proposed rule requires a federally insured credit union to provide the NCUA with prompt notification of any cyber incident that rises to the level of a reportable cyber incident. I'd like to reemphasize that the proposed rule would require such notification as soon as possible, but no later than 72 hours after a federally insured credit union reasonably believes that a reportable cyber incident has occurred. The proposed rule defines the cyber incident as an occurrence that actually or imminently jeopardizes, without lawful authority, the integrity, confidentiality, or availability of information on an information system or actually or imminently jeopardizes, without lawful authority, an information system. In explaining when a cyber incident is reportable, I'm going to describe these as three distinct prongs. Also, for a cyber incident to be reportable, it does have to be a substantial incident that leads to one or more of the following. The first prong of reportable cyber incident definition would require a federally insured credit union to report a cyber incident that leads to a substantial loss of confidentiality, integrity, or availability of a network or member information system as a result of unauthorized access or leads to the exposure of sensitive data, disruption of vital member services, or that has a serious impact on the safety and resiliency of operational systems and processes. For example, if a federally insured credit union becomes aware that a substantial level of sensitive data is unlawfully accessed, modified, or destroyed, or if the integrity of a network or member information system is compromised, the cyber incident is reportable. If the credit union becomes aware that a member information system has been unlawfully modified and or sensitive data has been left exposed to an unauthorized person, process, or device, that cyber incident is also reportable, irrespective of intent. We understand that there are many technological reasons why services may not be available at any given time. For example, computer servers are offline or systems are being updated. Such events are routine and thus would not be reportable to the NCUA. Only a cyber incident that leads to a substantial loss of confidentiality, integrity, or availability 
would be reportable to the agency. The second prong of the reportable cyber incident definition would require reporting to the NCUA in the event of a cyber attack or exploitation of vulnerabilities that lead to a disruption of business operations, vital member services, or member information system. Cyber attacks that cause disruption to federally insured credit union's business operations, vital member services, or member information system must be reported to NCUA within 72 hours of a federally insured credit union's reasonable belief that it has experienced a cyber attack. For example, a distributed denial of service attack that disrupts member account access would be reportable under this prompt. However, blocked phishing attempts, failed attempts to gain access to systems, or unsuccessful malware attacks would not be reportable. The third prong of the reportable cyber incident definition would require a federally insured credit union to notify the agency either when a third-party service provider has informed a federally insured credit union the credit union sensitive data or business operations have been compromised as a result of a cyber incident experienced by the third-party service provider, or upon the federally insured credit union formally forming a reasonable belief that this has occurred, whichever comes first. A compromise of a third-party system can be the result of an intentional cyber attack or, intention or unintentional disclosure, closure, or loss of information. Considering the high degree of reliance by federally insured credit unions upon third parties, it is imperative the NCUA be informed of any type of compromise to a third-party system that places the credit union system at risk. Systemic risk from third-party vendors and credit union service organizations is a significant concern, given that credit unions rely on many of the same third-party vendors. The proposed rule does exclude any event where the cyber incident is performed in good faith by an entity in response to a specific request by the owner or operator of the information system. An example of an incident excluded from reporting would be a credit union contracting a third party to conduct a penetration test. To reiterate, to reiterate the proposed definition of cyber incident is intended to capture the reporting of substantial cyber incidents. What a federally insured credit union would consider to be substantial will likely depend on a variety of factors, including the size of the federally insured credit union, the type and impact of loss, and its duration, for example. The agency expects a federally insured credit union to exercise reasonable judgment in determining whether it has experienced a substantial cyber incident that would be reportable to the agency. Under this proposal, if a federally insured credit union is unsure as to whether a cyber incident is reportable, the NCUA encourages the federally insured credit union to contact the agency. Next, I will turn over the presentation to Ian to discuss the proposed basic reporting information, how the information will inform us, and our analysis on the burden and impact of this reporting to credit unions. Okay, pausing there. What's the definition of substantial, of considerable importance, size, or worth? concerning the essentials of something. So that helps a little bit, but again, it comes down to judgment. And while NCUA said they would recommend consulting NCUA whether or not something is reportable, I would err on the side of reporting. If you think it comes close to substantial and someone could think it might be substantial, you might as well report it 
so as to not be viewed as hiding something when NCUA comes back in. That's just my take on that. And then I would also reference the reference to third-party vendors and the importance of the use of third-party vendors and the fact that NCUA has a lot of third-party vendors involved in credit unions. That's a a hat tip, if you will, to why NCUA believes that they should have third-party vendor authority. Of course, they don't have third-party vendor authority like all the other regulators do. In order for NCUA to go do third-party reviews, they either have to piggyback off of a state that has that authority or use information obtained from the other banking regulators. This has been something that NCUA has asked Congress for many times. Right now, it appears to potentially have some legs that NCUA will get this authority. And if they do, I believe in order to use it appropriately, they're going to have to add staff because based on my time there, they're not staffed to be able to handle that authority and use it widely in any manner. All right, back to the board meeting. Thanks, Christina. This is Ian Morena. This reporting requirement is intended to serve as an early alert to the agency and is not intended to include a lengthy assessment of the incident. The agency will, will require only certain basic information to the extent it's known to the federally insured credit union at the time of reporting, such as the following. A basic description of the reportable cyber incident, including what functions were or are reasonably believed to have been affected. The estimated date range during which the reportable cyber incident took place. Where applicable, a description of the exploited vulnerabilities and the techniques used to perpetrate the reportable cyber incident. Any identifying or contact information of the actor or actors reasonably believed to be responsible or the impact to the credit union's operations. As stated in the rule, the NCUA anticipates that further follow-up communications between the credit union and the agency would occur through the supervisory process as necessary. It's not expected that a credit union would typically be able to come to a reasonable belief that a reportable cyber incident has occurred immediately upon becoming aware of a cyber incident. Rather, it's anticipated that a credit union would take some time to understand the facts and circumstances of the incident in order to form a reasonable belief that it has experienced a reportable cyber incident. The proposed rule also recognizes that a credit union may not be able to form a reasonable belief that a reportable cyber incident has occurred outside of its normal business hours. Also, the rule notes that it's understood that these situations can be fluid, that credit unions may be working expeditiously to resolve the reportable cyber incident at the time, and that additional information or changes to information may become available. For those reasons, the rule proposes 72 hours for notifying the NCUA of a reportable incident once the credit union has formed that reasonable belief that it has experienced a reportable cyber incident. As described in the rule, knowing about responding to cyber incidents affecting federally insured credit unions is important to the NCUA's mission for a variety of reasons, and I'll briefly highlight a few of those. First, the receipt of cyber incident information provides earlier awareness of emerging threats to individual credit unions, the credit union industry, and potentially to the broader financial system. Second, an incident may substantially harm or inconvenience a credit union's members and undermine its consumer protection obligations. In these cases, the sooner the NCUA knows of the event, the sooner it can take appropriate action, including helping the institution protect its members. 
Third, based on the NCUA's broad supervisory experience, it may be able to provide information and guidance to credit unions that may not have previously faced a particular type of cyber incident. This information would also better enable the NCUA to conduct analyses across the credit union system to improve guidance, adjust supervisory programs, and provide information to the industry to help credit unions protect themselves. Lastly, an incident may so severely impact a credit union that it can no longer support its members and the impact, and the incident rather, could impact the safety and soundness of the credit union, leading to a failure. In these cases, the sooner the NCUA knows of the event, the better it can assess the extent of the threat and take appropriate action. This could include the NCUA facilitating requests from credit unions for assistance through the U.S. Treasury Office of Cybersecurity and Critical Infrastructure Protection. Early awareness of these cyber incidents will help the NCUA react to these threats before they become systemic. Now, the proposed rule does not include any prescribed reporting forms or templates, which is intended to minimize reporting board burden to credit unions. The proposed rule also would require credit unions to notify the NCUA designated point of contact of the occurrence of a reportable cyber incident via email, telephone, or other similar methods that the NCUA may prescribe. While this notice requirement is more than currently required under the agency's regulations, the proposed rule is not expected to create a significant cost burden for federally insured credit unions, as the rule requires providing the agency with only limited information in the initial notice and not a full assessment or analysis of the incident. I'd also note the proposed rule contains a Paperwork Reduction Act section with additional information and requests for comments on these matters. And finally, if the board approves the proposed rule, It'll be published in the near future in the Federal Register with a 60-day public comment period, and commenters can then submit their letters by the methods included in the proposed rule, which includes the regulations.gov website. Thank you, and this concludes our prepared remarks. We'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. Over to you, Chairman Harper. Okay, so this was streamed live on July 21st. It usually takes about 30 days to get into the Federal Register, so make that August 21st, then from 60 days from there, September, October. So if you have thoughts on this proposed regulation, get them in within about 60 days from now, middle of October. And I will tell you, NCUA does take comments to heart. They do reconcile the comments and the board members do want to see what credit unions and or other interested parties have to say. So now that concludes staff's statements. Let's see what the NCUA board has to say about this proposal. Thank you so much, Ian, and as well as to you, Yvonne and Christina, for your presentation on the proposed rule about cyber incident notification requirements for federally insured credit unions. I know that cybersecurity is not only a priority for me, but it is also a priority for my fellow board members. This proposed rule is important because of a rapidly evolving set of cybersecurity events and the urgent need to maintain a heightened state of awareness and vigilance across the credit union, as well as the broader financial services systems. Considering the ongoing geopolitical upheaval caused by Russia's war on Ukraine, <laughs> our increasingly interconnected world, and the countless fraudsters and scammers who lurk in the ether, the NCUA and all credit unions must stay ahead of bad actors who perpetrate cyber attacks. As cyber attacks grow in sophistication and scope, we, in other words, need all hands on deck to protect the credit union system. Therefore, the NCUA board's approval for issuing the proposed rule before us today is a critical step to increasing cybersecurity awareness and protection 
within the financial system. Federally insured credit unions are not only the system's first line of defense, but they are also the NCUA's eyes and ears. To that end, the proposed rule would set parameters for what constitutes a reportable incident and the minimum notification requirements. By doing so, the proposal would align with the Cyber Incident Reporting for Critical Infrastructure Act signed into law in March. The proposed rule would also bring the NCUA's Cyber Incident Reporting Framework into greater alignment with those of federal banking regulators. Last November, our sister agencies finalized their computer security incident reporting rule. That rule requires a banking organization to notify its primary rule regulator of any significant computer security incident no later than 36 hours after the banking organization determines a reportable cybersecurity incident occurred. So interrupting Chairman Harper here. So 36 hours is what it is for the banks. And NCUA was kind enough to propose 72 hours, giving you twice as much time in a credit union as banks have. Obviously, the bigger the credit union, the more the resources and the more likely you could actually hit that 36 hour timeline. But I think killing that time is a very gracious regulatory approach here by NCUA. Here's more from Chairman Harper. We expect credit unions to exercise their best judgment in determining whether a substantial cyber incident is reportable to the NCOA. Also, the board anticipates a credit union would need sufficient time, as Ian outlined, to form a reasonable belief that it has experienced a reportable incident. Under this proposal, the 72-hour clock starts only once the credit union has formed a reasonable belief that it has experienced a reportable cyber incident. Given the frequency and severity of cyber incidents within the financial services industry, the board would encourage credit unions to contact the agency if they are uncertain about whether a cyber incident is reportable. And this point bears underscoring. The proposed rule emphasizes the earliest possible initial report of an incident instead of a comprehensive forensic analysis, which will take much longer to report. As more incidents are reported, a reservoir of knowledge experience and best practices will be developed from which every credit union stands to benefit. This information has potentially wide ranging impact beyond the credit union system. For example, additional data points on cyber incidents can help law enforcement and intelligent agencies provide advanced warning to other organizations within our nation's critical infrastructure sector. When credit unions report these types of incidents, they may keep our nation secure from similar cyber attacks elsewhere. With that, I do have a few questions. And Yvonne, let's start with you. One difference between the proposed rule before us today and the other federal banking regulators reporting requirement is that the time frame is different for the two. Could you explain why our time frame is 72 hours and that how that differs from the 36 hours that the federal banking regulators have required? This is Yvonne. We recognize that a federally insured credit union may be working expeditiously to resolve the reportable cyber incident at the time it would be expected to notify the agency. Thus, believe 72 hours is a reasonable amount of time to notify the agency upon making that determination that a cyber incident, a reportable cyber incident has occurred. In Said another way, the NCUA says you should be focusing your time on solving the problem as opposed to reporting the problem, which I think is a very wise approach. Back to staff's response. In addition, the proposed rule mirrors the 72-hour reporting requirement in the Cyber Incident Reporting of the Critical Infrastructure Act of 2022. 
Um, so therefore, minimizing the burden of federal credit unions having several different reporting requirements. This concludes my remarks. Uh, thank you, Yvonne. In terms of reportable incidents, can you explain if something as simple as a phishing email, which credit unions receive hundreds upon thousands and, and in some instances each day, would be an example of a reportable incident? In other words, what do we really mean by a substantial cyber incident? This is Yvonne. Uh, an unsuccessful phishing email would not be reportable under this rule. Um, the proposed definition of a reportable cyber incident is intended to capture the reporting of substantial cyber incidents. Um, what, a, what a federal insured credit union would consider to be substantial will likely depend on a variety of factors, including the size of that credit union, the type and impact of the loss, and uh, the duration of the incident, for example. The agency expects a federally insured credit union to exercise reasonable judgment in determining whether it has experienced a substantial cyber incident that would be reportable to the agency. Under this proposal, we have also asked for comments to determine if we should include a definition of substantial in the final rule. This concludes. Pausing there. So a phishing effort email that is unsuccessful is not reportable. Of course, a phishing effort or email that is successful that does hack your systems would be reportable. Back to staff. Those my remarks. Thank you, and I, I look forward to those comments. One more question. Could a cyber intrusion, which does not at the time of discovery, include the loss of member shares or render an information technology system inoperable, be reportable? And if so, why would that happen? This is Yvonne again. I'll take that question. A cyber intrusion that did not, at the time of discovery, include the loss of member shares or render an information system inoperable may be reporting. The agency would expect that a federally insured credit union exercise reasonable judgment in determining whether the cyber intrusion led to a substantial loss of confidentiality, integrity, or availability of network or member information systems that results from the unauthorized access to or exposure of the sensitive data, uh, disrupts vital member services, or has serious impact on the safety and resilience of an operational system and processes. And of course, under this proposal, um, if a credit union is unsure as to whether a cyber incident is reportable, we encourage the, the credit union to contact the agency. This concludes my remarks. Uh, thank you, I appreciate that context on understanding what is reportable, what isn't reportable, and when you're in that gray area, what you should be doing. With respect to burdens imposed by this proposed rule, have we sought to minimize any costs associated with compliance? Hi, um, this is Christina. I can take that question. Sure. Um, to minimize the burden and cost, the proposed rule is only requiring notification of a reportable cyber incident. The proposal is not requiring credit unions to provide any type of detailed incident assessment to the NCUA within that 72-hour timeframe. Um, however, we have also requested comments on the best methods for reporting these incidents to the NCUA. Um, okay, so there's more questions and answers from the NCUA board that, that come following this, but you have the gist of what you need to know relative to this rule. It essentially gets it in compliance with the other banking regulators, and NCUA is giving you more time 
to report than the other banking regulators have. So all in all, it's a very good proposal. That's it for this episode of With Flying Colors. I appreciate you listening, and I hope that you'll listen again soon. This is Mark Trichel signing off with Flying Colors. Thank you for joining us on this episode of With Flying Colors. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app to hear future episodes where subject matter experts of all varieties will provide tips on how to achieve success with NCUA. If you would like to learn more about how we assist credit unions, check out our services at marktrichel.com. 